quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm still in my bathroom today. I don't know what what order these episodes will come out, but I'm hiding in my bathroom from my children who are, well, just my one child, my 14-year-old and her little friends are running around like crazy all over the house. And I've sequestered myself in the bathroom to record this podcast. It's a glamorous life I'm living, guys. Real glamorous. We are going to talk about this idea of chores. Not chores and allowance, but just chores. And I get questions a lot about chores and how do I get my kid to do chores and how do I get them to, you know, help around the house? And it's such a struggle. And what am I going to do? Because they won't do anything and they're, you know, selfish and entitled and they don't care about any of the tasks around the house and they will not do anything. I get it. Chores are really hard. First of all, nobody likes chores, not me certainly not you guys and not the kids. Nobody wants to do them. So expecting that they're just going to hop up and say, hey, yeah, I want to do the chores. I can't wait to take out the garbage. Oh my gosh, I'd love to unload the dishwasher for you. Probably not pretty likely, especially as you get older. They really hate to have a lot of chores. So my first recommendation is to find a couple of things that you want to ask your kids to do. Don't ask them to do too many things because if you ask them to do too many things, then they might feel overwhelmed and just say, I'm not doing any of them. Just as a caveat, and if you want to go listen to my chores and allowance episode, I do not give my kids allowance for chores. I do give my kids allowance to have spending money, but I don't, it isn't dependent on chores. They also have chores, things that they need to do. My Esme is pretty good about her chores. She always kind of has been. I don't really know why. I think she's a rule follower and she likes structure. And so for her, chores have been kind of easy, surprisingly so, because everything else is hard. But Pia, my sweet Pia, she's really hard to get to do chores. 
And it's been an extremely difficult process with her. So one of the chores that she is supposed to do is taking out the garbage. And she doesn't like to take out the garbage. And I understand. I don't like to take out the garbage either. It's not that hard. We live in Los Angeles. All you have to do is walk out. It's pretty sunny all the time. I mean, I remember in Oregon where you would have to go out in the cold and it's raining. You got to get your coat on. You got to get your shoes on. I can't imagine like in snowy places, that would be insane. So she doesn't have it that bad, but she doesn't even know that. So, okay, that I digress here. What I've done is tried to really use play to get her to do chores. And it's been a process. So here's how a typical interaction would go with Pia and I last year. And I've been, this has been my goal with her is to like get her chores on, in a better spot. So she, I would say, Pia, honey, can you please take out the garbage? I don't want to take out the garbage. I hate taking out the garbage. I'm not doing it. Or it'd be this, I don't have time. I have to go to dance. I, I can't possibly take out the garbage. Like I have to get ready for dance. Literally takes out, takes five minutes. Garbage out, it's not that big a deal. So my go-to when she starts to erupt is to go to play. And I'll be like, ooh, little girl who don't want to take out the garbage are going to have to have their mom hug and kiss them, are going to have to get wrestled, are going to have to, whatever the thing is that you think would be good for your child. Pia likes to be hugged and kissed a lot. And so I would use that one. And then I would roll around on the carpet with her and I would try to like, kiss in her neck and then do zerberts in her neck and then like do zerberts in her hair and then try to like kiss her elbow. And then I would get into this like kissy game where I'm kissing her all over. And I, I sunk in there for a minute with her because I know this is her love language. And I knew this was a way to get connected because if a kid protests, if they're like, I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it. I always have to do all the chores. I'm not doing the chores. We know they're disconnected or if they refuse or if they ignore us. All of those are indicators that they're not doing well, or they'd likely be able to respond better. And maybe it's the chore that's pushing them into the disconnect, or maybe they were already disconnected. It matters not. What matters is trying to get them connected so that they can do better. So I would go into these little playful episodes with Pia, and pretty soon she would be engaging with me and we'd be back and forth. And then I would say, Pia, honey, will you please take out the garbage? Lots of times she would say, no, I don't want to take out the garbage. And she would still stick in there. And then I would let it go for a minute, but I wasn't going to let it go permanently. And this is where I think we fall down sometimes as parents is that we just say, fine, I'm just going to take it out because I don't want to struggle with her. I don't want to have to try to play and have to try to connect and have to try to do this and that and the other thing just to get her to take the garbage out. I don't want to punish her. I don't want to yell at her. So I end up doing it myself, right? And that becomes passive parenting because you're not sticking to your limit. And many people will say to me, well, what's the consequence of not taking out the garbage? And I will say, consequence is taking out the garbage. Like I'm not letting it go. Like, sorry guys, like it's, it's happening. You're taking out the garbage. I'm not going to be a jerk about it. I'm not going to threaten you and bribe you and yell at you, but that garbage is being taken out by you and I'm going to make sure that happens. So I'll let it go. Maybe she goes to dance. Maybe she comes home from dance. Maybe I do a little special time when she comes home from dance. I hang out with her. I'm talking to her. I'm waiting until just the right time to ask her, right? I'm really being kind of strategic here. I'm backing into it, but I'm not letting the garbage go, guys, because I'm tenacious. 
and the limit is the limit and you're taking out the garbage and that's the chore I'd want you to do, but I'm not going to be a jerk about it. So I do the special time, we hang out, she's doing okay. I say, hey, Pia, honey, will you take out the garbage? And she'll say, I don't want to, please, mom, it's so late. Please don't make me take out the garbage. And I'll say, come on, come on, come on, I'll help you. Walk this way and I put my arm around her and she's complaining the whole way into the kitchen. She's complaining, I don't want to do it. You're so mean. I hate the garbage. She starts to protest and I say, come on, I know you can do it. Now, part of her protesting is already admitting that she's going to do it because if she were not protesting and she really wasn't going to do it, then she'd just say, I'm not doing it. She's not. She's saying, I hate doing it, but I know I have to. So we walk into the kitchen, I open up the drawer for her, I tie the garbage can, I cart the, the sack for her, I put it in her hand, I say, do you want me to open the door for you? I really scaffold it for her because I'm hoping if I do this for a year, everyone, then she'll be able to take out the garbage and the recycle soon. But she needs help, and she needs scaffolding, and she needs direction, and I'm not going to do it with force. And so I choose to do it this way because it's better. Because if you lean in with force, it's never going to go well. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. So finally she takes it out and she comes in and she's like, oh, I hate that garbage. So disgusting. She washes her hands in like the very vigorous way and she's mad at me. And I say, thank you for taking it out. I so appreciate that. And she and I, about every other time, play this dance. And it's driving me nuts last year. I almost said like, forget it, right? I don't want to do this anymore. It's just easier to take out the garbage. But I didn't, did not. 
I stuck in there, everyone. I stayed strong, stayed super strong because she needs to take out the garbage. And because Esme was doing chores too, and she needs to do chores, and this is her house, and she needs to contribute to this house. And I'm not going to be everyone's doer. I'm not doing everything. I need some help around here. So we do this dance. And it's about, first, it's every time. Then it's every other time. Then during the summer, it got really bad, and it got back to every time. And then a few months later, it got a little bit better. Sometimes she wouldn't even need the play. She would just do it and protest. Sometimes the play worked and she would do it right after the play and things started to move here, right? She started to do it more often. Things got a little bit easier, but not a lot. And I mean, I have a lot of connection with this kid. So it's not that she lives in a house of disconnect. It's that these are hard asks. They're not easy. And pretty soon it got a bit better. And then do you know what happened? Today of all day, we were getting ready for school. We were sitting in the kitchen. She and I were having breakfast together. And I brought the recycle can out from under the sink. I put it in the middle of the kitchen. I tied the, the sack and I said, would you please take this out before your friend comes for carpool? And she goes, sure, mom. Did you hear that, everybody? She said, sure, mom. And I was inside my body thinking, oh my gosh, she did it. She did it. She did it. She did it. Not a word, not a peep, just a sure mom. She took the recycle out. She brought the can and put it back under the sink and put a sack in it without being asked and with no complaints. Did you hear that? We did it. We got there. Now, will it always be that easy? No, I'm sure we're going to have to go back to play. We're going to have to go back to connection. We're going to have to go back to all the things once in a while, but we're on our road. This is the long road, people. This isn't the shortcut. This isn't the easy way. But now I have a kid who wants to, wants to. I don't know if she wants to, but she's not protesting. She feels obligated to, or she feels like it's the right thing to do, or she, she cooperates when I ask her. And it took us a minute. She's 14. Not the easiest age on earth. And even the most easy kid like her isn't always easy, which is good. She stuck in. She had her, she said her piece. She had her her voice, (laughs) but she's doing it. And today was a monumental moment for me because I've been working really hard on the garbage. And maybe it shouldn't have been that hard. Maybe there were other things below the surface. Maybe she was desperately in need of the connection and was asking for it in different ways. I don't really know. And every kid in every situation is different. All I know is that connection over time and with some practice really works and in the long term gives you the results that you want with more authenticity and with no control. And that feels so good. It felt amazing this morning. I thought I was super mom. I thought that I'd done something good and that I was reaping the fruits of my labor and that somehow once again, connection wins and (laughs) I will take it to the bank. So if you're struggling with chores, and you're struggling with this idea of having your kids contribute, remember a couple of things. The more connection there is, the more cooperation you get. So you can't do this thing that I did for this year, this play and and this roadmap I gave you without also living a life of connection with your children, because it all kind of has to be in place in order for it to work. 
that the more connection there is in the house, the more cooperation there is. The other thing is I never took the garbage out for her. I stuck in there with my limit. And some days it was hard because she was disgruntled. She was a disgruntled employee, really. And she made it known. And she complained. And I had to say, I know, it's, I hate the garbage too. I understand it's really hard to take it out. Such a bummer. So dirty. It's gross. I get it. But I never took the garbage out. I sat through the dysregulation. I endured the ickiness. I played. I did all the things because I wanted to get there. And I wanted her to know this is her job to do, not mine. And I wasn't going to do it for her. And I was going to set the limit. And I was going to stick to the limit in the nicest, kindest way I could. And if I were to tell you that I didn't get frustrated, that would be a lie because I did very frustrated. And there were moments when I wanted to give up, but I didn't, I stuck in there. You can make it happen too. So just think of connection and cooperation and this idea of chores all as a kind of an onion that goes together. If you can use some of these tools and this method, you might have some successes in asking your child to do something. It doesn't have to be chores. It can be all kinds of things. So keep that in mind. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast from my bathroom while I'm hiding. So appreciate you being here. And I hope to see you next time or I hope you to hear me next time. And if you have a chance, I would love you for you to leave a review on Apple iTunes. It helps us stay abreast and keep this little podcast going. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you guys next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.